Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Very excited to do this show. It goes to everything I believe in and and what this show is about. We're going to talk about strength training, but not in the way I normally do. I've touched upon this topic in other shows, but this is one show devoted totally to a benefit of strength training that I know most people don't think about and probably don't know the studies. And it is not what you think about when you think about strength training. When you think about strength training, you know, the old school is, is bodybuilders and And, you know, just a weird kind of subculture of people. And that has changed over the years, obviously. And people strength train for athletic performance. They strength train for aesthetic reasons, right? They want to look good. We talk about strength training and prehab, right, to to avoid injuries instead of having to rehab injuries. Uh, And in my new book, The Micro Workout Plan, I talk about Strength training is the fountain of youth for those reasons, right? And many reasons. And and we talk about strength training when it comes to metabolism, right? Because weight loss is just the top reason so many people exercise. And a huge part of this show is teaching you all of the other benefits of exercise other than losing weight. And every time I say that, I follow it up with, yes, we want to be a healthy weight, but. And this show is a a, a huge but when it comes to the benefits of strength training. And it is the fountain of youth. And yes, we want to avoid what? Sarcopenia, 
that fancy exercise fizz term for the loss of muscle mass as we age. That is one of the main reasons people lose quality of life as they age. It's because they lose muscle, they lose function, and you don't have to. And I've done numerous shows and touched on that so many times, and I will continue because it's so important. But this is what I absolutely love about doing this show and what I love about my career and, and what I do as a, for a living. It's giving you all of the other reasons. There's not just one. And I'm going to finish the show by telling you that when you embrace all of these reasons, that's how health and wellness becomes a lifestyle. And I'll talk more about that shortly. So we're talking about strength training. What, what, strength training is not just for all those reasons I just outlined, although those are all amazing reasons. But here's something you probably haven't thought of, most of you, when it comes to strength training, is your mind, is your brain, is your mood. And take it one step more specifically, anxiety and depression. We think of cardiovascular exercise, right? The runner's high. And there have been so many studies into cardiovascular exercise and depression and anxiety and improving mood. What about strength training? And a study came out recently. There, there are many, and, but this one just got a lot of traction in the news. And I said, you know what? It's time. It's time for me to do a show about this. How many of you think of strength training as helping to improve your mood? Some of you, I know. Some of you do. Many and most do not. And I'm going to give you the studies, give you just a handful. We're going to talk about why, a couple of hypotheses, why, and like so much in exercise and what I talk about here, it is the studies and it's the anecdotal and then it's the common sense stuff. That's, that's where change lies, where those three intersect. It's what this show is about. So strength training and depression. I have a huge connection to this. I don't need to tell my story yet when it comes to this, but suffice it to say, one of the reasons I strength train is this very reason. And it wasn't really cognitive. In other words, like you do it for the vanity reason, you do it to live longer, to rehab the injuries. But what we don't realize is if you do it enough, you become, what's the, the horrible term they, they call it? exercise people who, who, you know, do it frequently, you become addicted. Why do we become addicted to the cardio and the strength? Maybe both have so many benefits outside the ones people think about, including feeling good mentally. We're going to talk about why. All right. Quick break. When we come back, we're getting right into it. The studies, strength training, how it improves depression, anxiety, and things you didn't think about. Quick break. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. 
Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. So like I said, this is not something most people think about. It's not a conversation I have frequently at all, right? I pretty much spend my entire day talking exercise and nutrition and motivation with anyone and everyone because when they find out what I do, they ask and I love what I do. But this is not something that comes up at cocktail parties very frequently, if at all. Oh, I lift weights because it makes me feel better mentally. I was depressed and I started lifting weights and it really helped. Or I had anxiety and I started strength training and I feel better now. And the anxiety is lessened. And let me start also by saying that there needs to be much more research into this. And I'm going to give you three or four studies, but we need many more. And that pretty much goes for everything. We need need so many more studies into everything that we talk about here, but we look at them and we take st- some stuff away, but then we go to the common sense people. All right? But I just love this topic because you go, holy cow, all the benefits from cardiovascular exercise, from strength training, from eating healthy that exceed that number on the scale. <laughs> I just want to swear, just curse, because that focus, that unending focus on, on that number has to change. And the statistics are kind of, you know, sad that basically 22% of the population over the age of 13 suffer from anxiety disorders in a given year. And I would say that number, like, 
most often reported, is probably way higher, especially in a time like today where so much seems out of control. And that's why at the end of every show, I talk about control and what we can control. But when you reframe strength training for so many people, especially the older population, right? 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Strength training, you know, Jack Lane, the guy who I looked up to, idolized, and was able to interview, and I'm actually getting ready to do a tribute to him. Just amazing. Like, he was so far ahead of the curve when it came to strength training because that population, they, they believed that it would actually impede sports performance. And he would give the keys, had to sneak the keys to uh, friends of his who wanted to strength train but didn't want their coaches to know, and they would sneak into his gym late at night. And the misconceptions about strength training that exist till today are, are crazy. But people are not strength training for their mind. Most, you know, have a tough time doing it for their body. They don't do prehab, right? Because that's human nature. You don't fix something till it's broken. And that's why I, I hammer home in my newest book about strength training. And I even had to kind of sit down and analyze my love of strength training. And I started doing it at a very young age, as I talk about frequently. And I'm sure that one of the reasons I do it is this. Is this. And one day I will go much deeper into my connection to this, but that's not important right now. What's important is that there is a connection. And the studies show that. That strength training has beneficial effects similar to what most people think about when they think about cardio, right? But they don't think about it when it comes to strength training, the mental health outcomes of strength training. All right, so let's get right into some studies. And this was the one or one of the ones that, that came out recently that got a lot of press and for good reason. And I'm so happy it did. And we need to talk about it so much more or other people do. I will continue to. The title is Association of Efficacy of Resistance Training with Depressive Symptoms. All right. Does strength training affect depression? And this was in the Journal of the American Medical Association Psychiatry, June 2018. All right. And the question they were looking at was, what is the overall connection, the association of resistance training with depressive symptoms? And what they found was, and this was a meta-analysis, by the way. So they looked at 33 clinical trials, almost 2,000 participants, and resistance training was associated with, drumroll please, a significant reduction in depressive symptoms. All right? And the takeaway from this one, very simple, very straightforward. It supports resistance training as an alternative and or adjunct therapy for depressive symptoms. Now, I kind of want to go into my story, but I'm not <laughs> for another day. So no, you don't throw away your medication, people. And cognitive behavioral therapy is what I totally believe in. In other words, changing behaviors slowly. And it's going to lead to one of the hypotheses that I truly believe is one of the main reasons, amongst the other ones, that strength training helps with depression. But these are adjuncts. And then when you take all of the above people, when you do your cardio and you get that, that hit, 
the hormones and all that stuff. And then you do a little strength training and you're going to get the hit that I'm going to talk about. And then you eat better and you get, you feel good because you have, you know, you don't have that sugar crash and you feel good about your choices. And you start putting all these things together. These small changes that I say aren't so small, but the small behaviors over time. If you want to know why I'm always in, in a really good mood and feel good, it's all of these things. I did my strength training this morning. Felt good. And again, I, I really had to go back and do some, like, just thinking about my connection to strength training. And I, I totally believe that on top of everything else, the problem is that it's not a controlled study, right? I'm doing aerobic exercise. I'm doing so many different things. But let me just cut to the chase and say strength training absolutely has helped me with depression and anxiety and all those things. Absolutely. No question. And the, the great takeaway that I'm going to get to at the end of just the three or four studies, so you don't have to do a lot. It goes exactly to, you know, my philosophy, excessive moderation. But I'll get to that shortly. All right. So second study here. This was the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research, August 2011. Title, Resistance Training Improves Depressive Symptoms in Individuals at High Risk for Type 2 Diabetes. So a little bit specific as far as the type 2 diabetes, but a lot of people have that. And this study examined the effect of resistance training on depressed mood in individuals with high numbers of risk factors for metabolic syndrome and type 2 diabetes. It was 55 middle-aged volunteers uh, from the general community who participated. They underwent resistance training and they did your major muscle groups three days a week for 10 weeks. Pretty great, right? That's, you know, two and a half months, three days a week. Most people, that's when most people quit pretty much, right? A little before maybe. What did they find though? And they were specific, right? Because seven exercises. Uh, resistance exercise training programs that consist of seven exercises for the major muscle groups. And here's the interesting takeaway at both low, moderate, and moderate high intensities appear to alleviate depressed mood in individuals with these specific risk factors. And the major takeaway there, well, you know, the, the depression side, obviously, but the low to moderate. And that's what a lot of these studies found. It's that great news that you don't have to do super hard, super intense strength training. And actually, for those of you who do that, awesome. You don't have to. And there are studies that said that actually has less of an effect, has an effect, but less of an effect on mood and depression than moderate. And one of the takeaways from that is, well, it, it maybe is a stressor, right? When you go super high. Um, but they all work. And that's, that's what we need to look at, right? Third study. I love, 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 love this topic. Can't say that enough. Mental health benefits of strength training in adults. Another uh, review article. And this was American Journal of Lifestyle Medicine, 2010, May. And really amazing. They looked at randomized controlled trials to examine whether strength training influences, and they looked at a bunch of things, anxiety, chronic pain, cognition, depression, fatigue symptoms, self-esteem, and sleep. So a lot of mental components, right? And their takeaway was that the weight of the available evidence supported the conclusion that one, 
Strength training is associated with reductions in anxiety symptoms among healthy adults. And that was in five trials. They found that finding. And secondly, reductions in symptoms of depression among patients with diagnosed depression. And that was four separate trials. And as I was putting together this show, I said, do I want to pull the two apart? In other words, just talk about depression or just talk about anxiety? No. And I'll talk about this subject much more in the future. But this is kind of getting us started and keeping it simple. But those two are connected. Let's be honest. Anxiety and depression. And when it comes to cardio and strength training, I mean, I can think of the people I know who are, you know, years into great behaviors, making a part of their lives. And when you think about the reasons why they are so committed, this is one. This is a major one. It feels good. You may not even know. You go, you know, those of you who are going to the gym all the time, you go, of course, there's the vanity side. But wait till I give you one amazing finding in the research when it comes to the vanity side. Let's keep going, actually, because I want to get to that. All right. Here's an interesting title for a study. (laughs) The Anxiolytic Effects of Resistance Exercise. Anxiolytic is a medication or other intervention that inhibits anxiety, all right? So again, title of the study, The Anxiolytic Effects of Resistance Exercise, Frontiers in Psychology 2014. And just going to give you the the quick takeaway from this one. Uh, Anxiolytic effects have been observed across a diverse range of populations and dependent measures. These findings provide support for the use of resistance exercise in the clinical management of anxiety. You know, there's the great term in a couple of the doctors whom I love, you know, exercise is medicine. Exercise is medicine. And especially in places in Europe, you know, doctors who are ahead of their time are prescribing exercise as a therapy for depression and anxiety. Now, to me, that's nuts that it sounds like it's novel, but you, you, <laughs> you can't sell it. It's not a pill. I don't want to get deep into that, but that's part of the problem, obviously. But whether it's aerobic exercise and now you're learning strength training and put the two together and the mental benefits you are going to get, huge, huge. All right, let's take one more quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about the three hypotheses, three of them, three hypotheses, why? And there are more, but I'm going to get to the three that I believe and that I think you'll understand. And then we're going to pull it all together and show you how it's such great news. The show is all about great news and supporting the great news and giving you that motivation and the reasons and the, the, the mental tools to change those behaviors that you don't think you can, that you don't think you'll ever get to. The exercise, the eating healthy, you go, it's not for me, I can't do it. Yes, you can. Final break, we'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. All right, so we're talking about the not-so-talked-about mental benefits of strength training. We talk about the runner's high. And I remember, it's kind of an aside, very well-known writer who uh, I once had a uh, letter to the New York Times published. I'll put that up on Instagram. And it was to this uh, writer. And the article was basically that certain people never see results from exercise, no matter what they do, non-responders. And my basic takeaway was, I've yet to meet that person. I've yet to meet that person. And what, what, is, what is the non-responders? Actually, as I, you know, it's the first time I've thought about it in this context. It's so nuts. Non-responder to exercise, but the weight didn't change, strength didn't improve. It's nuts. That's nuts. And the same writer once wrote an article, always wanted to go against the grain, obviously, be the iconoclast, but that basically there was no proof that the runner's high existed. And I didn't write a letter back about that one, but my response would be, yeah, I felt it. And there's a reason 100,000 people or more try to get into, you know, the big marathons every year and whatever. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy to me. All right. So why? Why? What's the, why does it improve our mood? I'm going to give you three basic reasons that I believe are causes, potential reasons why strength training 
helps with depression and anxiety. And this is, this is what the studies say as well, obviously. Uh, one is the distraction hypothesis. Very straightforward, right? Physical activity serves what? As a distraction from your worries and your depressing thoughts. When you're, when you're doing squats, when you're running and listening to music, by the way, you're not thinking about all of that crazy stuff in your life. You're not reading Facebook. You're not thinking about that argument you had with your spouse. And I could do 10 hours on this. We talked about this, but the distraction hypothesis is exactly what draws people to cardio and now to strength as well. Go out for a run. And that's why we listen to music and watch TV when we exercise, because some people want to be distracted from the exercise itself. And that's okay. And then others want to forget about all the negative stuff. That is what, as I'm saying this, I'm starting to feel good because I'm thinking about like my races. And when you're truly pushing your body like a marathon, ultra marathon, Ironman, whatever, a, a long endurance event, you learn to be in the moment. And you learn that those worries, they don't matter at the time. You know what matters is getting to that finish line and pushing through that obstacle. So distraction is one of the greatest benefits of exercise. We get to just do that. So the distraction hypothesis, we think about that more, again, with uh, cardiovascular exercise. Whether you're going to the gym, though, and lifting weights or doing it down in your you know, home gym or going into your backyard, that's what you're focused on. Not all the insanity around you. Controlling what you can, and that includes the thoughts in your mind. All right? Number two, hypothesis, another big word for us, but basically the feel-good hormones, right? The monoamine hypothesis. Monoamine are basically the availability of brain neurotransmitters. So monoamine, serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, these are the feel-good hormones. Again, most associated with cardiovascular exercise. Well, maybe people are feeling those too when they do resistance exercises, when they do strength training, when they're pushing, especially maybe at the uh, different intensities, depending on who you are. So again, this hypothesis is that exercise leads to an increase in the availability of these brain neurotransmitters, these monoamine, all right? That's the big exercise term or physiological term for serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. Makes you feel good makes you feel good. And that's why, listen, there are people that like to be pushed at all different levels. And back when I was a coach and a trainer, that's what you had to figure out. Some people love to do crazy number of burpees and other people can't stand it. And so you got to figure out the level for that client. But it feels good at certain levels and certain exercises. And that's why you find what you like. To get on an elliptical for me is, is torture. I don't like burpees either. And I don't do either of them <laughs> very frequently at all. Because I don't have to. Because there's so many other ways to raise my heart rate. And there's so many other ways to get in a body weight strength training. Okay? So your monoamine method is up to you. That's a huge part of this show. All right. Finally, and, and this is going to be one of my favorites. If you've listened to other podcasts, I talk about self-efficacy all the time. It was one of my greatest takeaways from my studies in sports psychology. Self-efficacy. What is that? Again, for you new listeners, that's the belief that you possess the necessary skills to complete a task as well as the confidence that the task can be completed 
with your desired outcome. It's situational confidence. When you make those small steps and you succeed, you get confident to keep going. And that is why I talk about how I I dislike fad diets and crazy workout routines immensely because they don't lead to self-efficacy. They lead to you feeling like you failed, you couldn't do something, and over time, your self-efficacy is lessened and lessened and lessened. So the goal is to increase your self-efficacy, okay? And Bandura, he was one of the the gurus, the psychologist who, you know, self-efficacy, main, you know, a field topic of study, and he described how depressed people often feel, you know, they can't bring about the positive desired outcome in their lives. And they have low efficacy to cope with the symptoms of their depression. This is cognitive behavioral. Those people who have been to therapists and psychologists and who are. Oftentimes, obviously different methods for different psychologists and psychiatrists, but cognitive behavioral. They will tell people to go do things, whether it's work or hobbies, to feel good about themselves. And it builds upon itself. And so going to the gym, lifting a certain amount of weight for the first time saying, oh, I can do a push-up off my knees. I can lift X amount of weight. And just the mere fact of going, being, being proud of the fact that you're sticking to a program, all of this leads to self-efficacy, which is again, back to like non-responders to exercise. What are you talking about? Okay. So this theory, this hypothesis means that it might be your sense of accomplishment and confidence that you you attained through your exercise routine. And here's the amazing thing. The studies show rather than the achievement of the actual strength gain. So for many people, yes, you go, oh my gosh, I benched X amount. I squatted X amount. I deadlifted X amount. But there's data in studies. I will do additional shows on this. That the positive mood effects of exercise involvement, it's independent of the fitness gain. And that's so counterintuitive. You go, wait a minute. If I didn't achieve the fitness goal, how how am I feeling good about it? Well, let's go back to the other hypothesis, right? Maybe it's the hormones. Maybe it's the distraction. And here's the thing. When you're distracted, you get the feel-good hormones, and you stick with it over time, I would argue, you're going to improve. But that's great news is that the fitness gains are not essential. And that's why I want so many people to start with the goal of just consistency. That is success. Did you get something in today? Did you do your five-minute workout? Did you go for a one-mile walk? Don't say only or just. You did something. And so you get that distraction on your walk. You get those feel-good hormones the monoamine hypothesis, and then the self-efficacy. You go, oh, I'm doing something. It feels good. Sitting on your couch, dwelling in negative thoughts, scrolling through negative stuff on Facebook and other social media, that's not good for us, all right? And let me go back one more time to the intensity findings. A handful of the studies that compared the effects of high-intensity resistance training to moderate-intensity found that anxiety was better reduced with a moderate intensity. Now, I'm not 
saying those of you who push it really hard, and by the way, what does really hard mean? That's a topic for a whole nother show, but you don't have to. Why? Back to the hypothesis. You're getting all these other things. So those of you who think you have to squat heavy, you see people in the gym, you have to do burpees, you don't have to do any of that. Low to moderate intensity, okay? Strength training. All right, I, I want to do five hours on this. I want to give you more studies, but that's what this show's about. It's just putting these seeds into your head. And, and I want to kind of wrap it up with this. You know, I talk about all the time that my job is to make people look better, feel better, and live longer. And when you get away from the just look better part or the number on the scale, and now there's value to your resistance training that you didn't ascribe before. Who's not kind of anxious or depressed at, at a given time? And that's why I exercise really frequently. It's my, you know, it's my uh, Prozac. And one day again, I'll give you the whole story. You'll be surprised uh, or not, maybe. But that's it. I go out to feel good. I go for that run, that bike ride, that swim, that, you know, walk with my dogs. The push-ups, the crunches, whatever it is, it makes me feel good. But I'm not assigning value that is on a scale or in the mirror. What I've learned is if you do it long enough, it's going to come. It can't not. It can't not happen. It is the overload principle that I talk about. If you're consistent, if you mix things up, if you find something you enjoy, if you do all of these things consistently, you will absolutely see results. And what I love is I obviously been hearing from people my entire career from other books and videos. And now with the show, now with the show, I'm hearing because we've done it just about a year now, people who have applied what they've heard on this show and they're like, wow, <laughs> I've made some really great changes. You can't not got to believe though. That's how I start my book. Micro workout plan. The opening chapter is listen, you got to believe. You got to believe that you can change. You obviously have to throw some trust in me, but that's why I throw <laughs> the studies in here as well. And your fitness people that you follow just because, you know, they look good or sound good, you know, be careful. Be careful. It's like, you know, analogous to getting uh, advice on, on how to get rich from someone who was just given it by their parents, right? Genetics. But we talk studies here, and this should just get you so excited when it comes to your strength training and your cardiovascular exercise because there are so many benefits that you might not even know. And that's great news. All right, enough. <laughs> oh, it was really interesting, though, to have to kind of go back and go, you know, how much of... of my connection to my program with strength training is feeling good that I didn't even realize. But there's something that's bringing me back to my workouts every day for decades. And it can be you too. So that's how I want to end. For those of you who are listening who aren't there yet, and that's most of you, when I tell you there's a light at the end of the tunnel, it, it's there for everybody that it gets easier, that you enjoy exercise more when you find it and you see the results and you feel those hormones and you find your level of intensity and then you add in the, the healthy foods and you say, I don't want to give up my food. You're not giving up anything. You're replacing and you're taking your time and then you're feeling how good, 
healthy food feels when it fuels you the right way. It takes time. You have to be patient. But that's the great news about depression and anxiety and strength training and exercise and cardio. Feel good right away. That's the benefit. And let me, I said finish, I always do this. You don't have to, you don't have to do a lot. In other words, there are studies, I'll find it for the next time I do this, single bout of, of resistance training, single bout of cardiovascular exercise improves mood. Single bout. Now, again, if you're doing something, if I got on an elliptical, actually, if I stayed on it long enough, I'm going to feel good, but not at the start. Find your cardio you like. Find your type of strength training routine that gets you, you know, motivated. Take your time and you will see incredible results. Enough. Enough. I am Tom Holland. Please rate the show. Rate the show. It takes you like a second. Subscribe to the show. Amazing guests coming up. I've had some amazing ones. Montella Williams. Just people from all over, different issues. Everyone's bringing something to help you figure out your best life. That's what this show's about. Getting inspired, getting educated, entertained, hopefully a little bit, so you can live your best life. You can reach out to me. So many have with questions, anything you want to say. Tom H. Fit is my Instagram as well as Twitter, Tom H. Fit. I post workouts. I do you know a lot of food things. I actually posted what I had to eat this morning, which is weird to me. But just to give you, listen, I'm walking the walk and talking the talk, and I'll show you exactly what I'm doing. And know that I will always give you the truth. That is all I have is, is that. You can always trust that that's what you're going to get. What else do I want to say? That's it. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. Drop, do a set of push-ups. Go out for a walk. Take those dogs, kids out. Get that hit of feel-good hormones. And find some strength. And find some cardio. And start. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, Whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. 
goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.